You can either you can either be be interesting or be interested. Okay. And so what I would do is I I try to be interested. So I spend time talking to them about you know what what are their values, what's their story, what are they all about, what are their challenges, how can how can I help? And in doing that, I'll end up being interesting by being interested. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conversation with Harpreet. My name is Harpreet Singh, and I'm so much looking forward for today's episode because the area we're gonna cover today is so much special. If you are someone special looking for to become successful in your life, or if you want to build connections around the people, this is the topic for you guys. The guest I have today is. one of the 100 leadership speakers in the world he has delivered five time tedx talks and is the author of three books including a best seller so i'm so much honored to him joining us with today so please help me in welcoming bobby umar thank you so much bobby for coming to the show thanks sir preet i'm happy to be here no thank you so much thank you bobby you are in the world of the personal branding like you have helped so many people in the in their personal branding in their social media influence i just want to ask here that in this world where you know like you have to build a image or you want to become successful in 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 front of the people how much networking is important in that area well uh, it is one of the most it's the most important thing because when it comes to building any opportunity for yourself people matter if you want to get promoted you need to have your boss and other people uh like who you are and what you're doing if you want to get opportunities to build your business and get leads you need to talk to people so they know who you are and they have good they have a good feeling about you so that either you can make a connection right away in that in that meeting or they think of you a week or a month or even a couple of years down the road say hey you know what that person was a really good person let me reach out to them and see if they're there You know, the whole idea of networking is to is to cultivate seeds that can be used months or years later and create memorability to create connection and so you know people matter in all forms of business so career growth business growth leadership growth and and even even if you start your own business then the customers will remember you too like the way you were how you connect with them they'll want to do business with you so you know that that to me is uh, paramount to every sort of success that you want to have from a leadership and career perspective. Yeah, I I totally agree with that but the number one question I always hear uh in even in my comment section is that I'm introvert like I can't talk with people I can't talk with strangers what they will think about me then what would you suggest to those like how should they start like maybe not take a big step but how they can start them. Well the first thing I think about is that uh, you know you look at introverts how many how many famous introverts are there that are business success leaders? Right? So if you look at people like Steve Jobs and Susan Cain and uh Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates they are these are all people who are uh, Barack Obama these are all people who are self-professed introverts now what do they do well i mean most introverts that i know particularly when they get a lot of experience and and they're seasoned they're actually very good at discussing introversion is a, is a means to how, how do you you know how do you recharge your batteries but let's think about what are, what are introverts greatest skills What are you really good at as an introvert? You're you're good at reflection, introspection, organization, planning. So if you're going to be networking, you should be doing that. You should do some research on the people you want to meet, do some research on the organization, 
uh, start planning before you get there. So, you know, you can start writing down, here are the five questions I want to ask every single person I talk to and rehearse it or plan for it before you even go there. And that way you can take the nerves down to a minimum. And then let's say you are at an event and uh, let's say you're feeling a little bit burnt out, then go outside and be by yourself for 10, 15 minutes, recharge your batteries and then come back in again. But so these are, these are strengths that introverts can use to help them network better with more focus and more impact. That's amazing. You said like you should even like start planning before even meet like meet with someone. I'm curious on like could you talk more about this? Like how how should we plan even if we don't know about someone? Well, a big part of it goes back to uh, you know what is your going diving your brand, knowing what your purpose is, knowing what your who your target audience is. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a business? Are you trying to get a promotion? Are you trying to get a job? What exactly is it that you're trying to do? And then when you think of your target audience, you have to think about, okay, who do I want to meet? Who are the type of people that I want to meet? So the first thing is figure out your target and then your objective and then decide, okay, now based on that, what network events am I going to go to? Where am I going to find these people? And then who, who do I want to talk to? And once you know those people you want to talk to, then you start thinking, well, what are the questions I want to ask them? What, are, what do I want to ask them to engage them to, to get them to be interested in me, right? And so, and I think one of the things that uh, can, people can do is come up with questions that are not just yes, no questions. Come up with questions that are far more deep and thoughtful and insightful, uh, where you could ask someone, you know, tell me a bit more about, you know, your values and how they relate to your current company situation. That's a great question. It's just a great question to make people think well, well, what are my values and how, how does it relate to my business and, and my company? Let me think about this. And people like those thoughtful questions because it's a lot better than, you know, tell me what you do. Where are you from? Okay, yeah. that's, I mean, and I, and I know you have to ask those things, but you want to get to that deeper part. That's where I think the connection really starts to uh, take hold. Yeah, uh, amazing, man. How would you would say, like, how should we uh, research on those questions? Like, how, what's the better way to find those questions? Is that like just sit in a room, reflect on yourself and see... Okay, I'm just, uh, I want to build a career. I want a promotion next year. Probably I should meet this person. I can maybe ask their, like, what, what are some of questions, like, should we find about? Well, I mean, there's lots of questions you can Google out there, but I think it starts with understanding, going, let's go back to your objective, right? I want to get promoted. Why? Right? Um, so you, you, you have to understand why that is. So from that, just that topic specifically, you can start extracting questions because every single person has questions. I mean, if you're somebody who wants to get promoted in the, in the next year, what are your biggest questions that are on your mind? Like what, what's stopping you? You start thinking about the things that are stopping you and say, well, you know, what do I need to, so you start thinking of things, some questions. What do I need to stand out? Why can't I get a promotion? Um, you know, who are the right people for me to talk to? What are some tips for me to, uh, get noticed. Um, you know, have you? What can I do about my personal brand? How do I network better? Asking those questions. Uh, you know, you can you can start depending on your topic and your target audience and objective. You can start to extract questions. You can also research questions out there. But I think it's important for you to start with the question that you want to answer for yourself. And then the second thing is, what are the questions that that person you're networking with can answer for you? Right. So they could answer questions like, you know, tell me about what, what kind of experience did you have when it came to networking and getting a promotion? Uh, are there people in your network that you think would be a good person for me to meet? Uh, what's the biggest uh, piece of advice you ever learned uh, on your way to moving up in the workplace? I mean, these are all questions you can ask leaders out there 
and they they'll also be able to answer the questions that are on your mind. That's amazing. I, I really love that idea. Like where you said, ask why. Like why you want to why you want that promotion or why you want even to connect with people. Like if you just start answering why why why, you could really go much deeper in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bobby. I, I'm wondering like. So my mentor Sukhjit Singh always say, if you want to do networking, don't do just networking. Do the authentic networking, and this is the term you also use in your book. And I was curious. I was so much fascinated that you also use the authentic networking. Then, what are your thoughts? Like, what is authentic networking? Well, authenticity, you know, is basically a genuine desire to uh, uh, to better yourself, to help. Uh, it comes from the genuine desire of doing something positive for yourself or for other people. That's where authenticity comes from. It's being real. It's being human. Being, it's being rooted in your in your values. And you know, the opposite of authenticity, inauthenticity, would be faking, like fake it till you make it. People who are not being themselves. People who are trying to uh, drive home. So, for example, even salesy people. People trying to sell yeah. without actually investing in the relationship. So, if you want to be an authentic Because there are there are networkers out there who are hustling and they give out cards like crazy, and they talk a lot but they don't listen. And I mean, they they do network and they probably get you know fifty to hundred cards and and meeting. But the question is, are they memorable? Uh, are they someone that people want to keep talking to, or are most people that they give the card to and shove their card in their, in their face think, yeah, I don't want to talk to that person ever again. So being more authentic, you're more memorable. You're more trustworthy. Mm-hmm. You're more. You're more someone that people want to invest more time in, and that and that often that can happen in the first five ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, you can you can tell like I can tell in the first five minutes whether I want to keep talking to this person or not. Otherwise, I'll politely excuse and say, "Okay, thanks so much. Really nice meeting you," and then I'll go talk to somebody else. <laughs> then what you do to like make that network memorable like is there something special you do to so they remember you in the future yeah i mean so there's a there's a philosophy you can either you can either be be interesting or be interested okay and so what i would do is i i try to be interested so i spend time talk to them about you know what what are their values what's their story what are they all about what are their challenges how can how can i help And yeah. in doing that, I'll end up being interesting <laughs> by being interested. And so, yeah. So what I would do is I would actually start, you know, like when I talk to anybody, I always uh, ask them questions about themselves. And people love that. People love to talk about themselves. People love when someone shows interest in them. Uh, you know, I, I often talk to, uh, you know, sometimes I network with people who are like, you know, these big time CEOs and whatever. And oftentimes I talk to them and. Uh, Uh, and, and a funny story, you know, he, uh, this one guy, I remember, he every time he answered, he always answered with really short, 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 simple answers. You know, tell me about your what your favorite about. Ah, I'm all about this. That's it. <laughs> Anything else? Like, and he was just short and to the point that I felt like, okay, I guess he's busy. He doesn't want he doesn't want to talk to me. And uh, and then he sent me an email saying, hey. Uh, Message me anytime if you wanna if you have any challenges or problems and I'm like dude like I I don't even care because I don't think you care like I think that and you know you know it's funny uh, uh, I sent him an email I said hey listen can I give you some feedback on the series of emails you're sending because like I didn't think that they were really uh, really helpful because he just kept selling himself selling 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 so I just said hey listen if you want to talk and I give you some feedback on uh, your all your your emails let me know 
And he just wrote back, again, short message. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> That's what he said. And I was like, oh, man, you know, like, he's just so busy. Like, that, that, that type of response doesn't work. Like, yeah. it doesn't work. It, he's making me feel like he's too busy, and he has these short, quick answers, quick answers on the phone, and, you know, maybe I don't want to have a conversation with this guy. Um, so, you know, you can tell with people how they, how they respond, how they react to you. So you think like it's better like to show in your messages that you are really interested about the person, you really take care of it. Like, so instead of applying shows like, okay, this is how I can help, but how are you doing nowadays? Like this kind of, you think like can- Well, really or, or, or you could have said something like, you know, appreciate mm -hmm. your time to respond back to me. I'd love to hear this stuff. That would have made huge difference, right? So when I responded to his message, I just quickly said, well, my simple take is this. And I, and I didn't spend that much time because I don't want, I don't want to write a whole long thing. I was like, you know what, if you don't want to have a call or you don't want to talk about this, I'll give you a quick one-liner, which is, you know, I just basically said, your emails are all selling and not sharing value. And you can't expect people to respond to you uh, if you send three emails in a week where you don't even, you know, invest, invest in them to provide value. That's all I said. And did I hear from him again? No, he doesn't want. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to get it. So that's fine, you know. Yeah, move on. No, but isn't that mean idea? Like when we go to any events in in networking events or in any mind go uh, mindset events, right? People talk with each other. People share cards. Isn't like all point of sharing business card is selling, or you think like it comes later before you should make a trustworthy connection, then goes after the selling part. Well, I think the general idea, like I said before, networking is about cultivating relationships, planting seeds for later, right? Mm -hmm. Here, you plant the seed to cultivate later. So I think the general idea is you build relationships with people. And then uh, sometimes it could be six, seven, ten times before the, the conversion of the transaction happens. I mean, sometimes on the rare occasion, you meet somebody who's interested right away. Like you start talking, to, hey, you know what? The, your program uh, seems interesting. Can I, can, I, can I learn more? Sure. And then that's a quick transaction right away, but that's rare. I mean, you know, that's like 1% of the time. For the most part, you're, you're talking to people in relationships and the transaction comes away later. If you spend too much time selling all the time, you're going to get far, far less uh, opportunity. Amazing. You mentioned that like the most important is to build the relationship. So when, when you go to the events, like you meet hundreds of people, like if it's a big event, like you share uh, social profiles, business cards too much. So, are you suggesting that you should build a relationship with all the people like you have shared card or you think like it's better to connect with someone who left a deep impression on you and probably you can maybe filter out the other persons? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, when it comes to exchange of cards, I mean, you know, are people just shoving the card in your face and they take my card? I mean, you know, what, what to me is more interesting are the ones that say, hey, can I have your card? Right? Because that means that they're interested in learning more about as opposed to me shoving my card in their face. And similarly, if, I, if I'm interested in them, I'll say, hey, listen, can I have your card? Because to me, and if they say yes, that's an opportunity opening for me to go reach out to them on a later basis. I mean, similarly, you know, if I have an event, let's, let's say it's a, and, and depending on how long the event, whether it's a day long or, or an hour long, there's a certain number of people I think that I could probably meet up with. Because there's certain people I'll talk to and within the five minutes, I'm like, this is not a connection that I need or want to get into, so I'm gonna leave and I leave. Um, because you, you don't want to spend half an hour talking to somebody that's never going to result in any yeah. sort of thing that you're looking for. Uh, you, it wastes their time, it wastes my time. 
So what I focus on is, you know, understanding, you know, is there a real desire to connect on a deeper level beyond this meeting? And if so, that's great. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, the people that are more memorable, yeah, they're the ones you're going to reach out to first, right? Outside, because you can't reach out to everybody at the same time. Who are the first three people? The first, I mean, I'm really big on be the top five most memorable people at an event. If you do that, that's when the opportunities come. So I try to train people on how to become the top five most memorable people at an event. That's what makes a big difference. This is interesting. You know, uh, I remember like a certain thought just came in my mind, like before COVID, when I was in school, I attended many events. I attended many seminars, but I didn't have any business card because I, I don't have any business or I couldn't, did, no, didn't even have any social profiles. I just started YouTube. So in that moment, like I just wanted to connect with people. That's why I was just going out. And I remember that when I came back at home, like in within just 10 hours, the cards I really wanted to like connect with people, I sent them the email. Oh, this was a nice meeting. I loved yeah. talking with you. And I was reading your book and you also mentioned that point. I was amazed like, so how much do you think this is important? Like if you are interested in someone, you should show interest in one day or two day and uh, like show your initiative to them. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the, the biggest tip and the biggest gap people have, the biggest opportunity people have is the follow-up. Follow-up. Uh, you know, people don't follow up. And not, and, uh, you know, I always say not following up. We're just networking useful. What's the point of getting their card or adding them on LinkedIn if you don't follow up with them? Now, if you're not interested, that's different. But if you are interested, why aren't you following up? And, you know, I, I always tell the story uh, about, this conference, I, I spoke at a conference on networking many years ago, and there were a bunch of young, hungry entrepreneurs between 18 to 29 years old. And I said, look, if you, you believe in networking, you believe in networking, great. Uh, I'm going to be here the whole day, and I have business cards, and anyone who gets my business card calls me, I can, I'll do, give you 15 minutes of free coaching. Now, in the beginning, I, don't, I, I was hustling my business, but now I don't do it anymore. But I was like, you know, out of 500 people, how many people got my card? And I said, I'll be there right here the whole day. Get my card. Out of 500 people, how many people got my card? 75 people. Out of 75 people, how many actually followed up with an email or a phone call? 17. Out of those 17 people who followed up, how many built a relationship with you? It's two. So you can either be the top, you know, 15% that gets my card. You can be the top 4% that follows up, or you can be the top 0.4% that builds a relationship. So who do you want? And so most people don't follow up. And so yeah. following up is the, is the thing that really uh, creates incredible value with your networking. Wow, like just so many, less 75 people out of 500. What do you think was the main reason? They just, they, do you think like they just didn't care or they didn't know at that time, like this should be the... Import, this should be the importance that they should follow. What, what do you think of, what was the story behind that? Yeah, the biggest, the biggest obstacle in networking is mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I mean, that's a great quote. Most people are too shy, too afraid, too doubtful. Oh, Bobby, he's, he's too busy. You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm not sure what I would say. Mm -hmm. And so that doubt and that, that confidence comes into play when it comes to uh, trying to network better. They don't want to do it, but those who hustle and get out there, they're the ones that make an impact. So I think mindset is something, mindset's one thing, 
But mindset also is uh, affected by tactics. A lot of people don't know the tactics, right? So if you have an arsenal of tactics on how to network better, your mindset will be a little better about networking with people. So, you know, having mind, so there's three things actually, having the proper mindset, they lack the mindset, they lack the tactics and strategies, mm-hmm. and they lack a plan. Because if someone had a plan, I want to meet all the speakers yeah. and, and yeah. talk to them, then they would go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But the plan also inspires your mindset to move forward. But mindset is the biggest, uh, biggest obstacle. Got it. Uh, we already talked about the plans in early conversation. We, you shared the mindset. What are the tactics you are sharing now? Like, what are the tactics they should follow up? Uh, well, I mean, in terms of just networking people in general? Yes. Networking yeah, I mean, someone who you think really, like this person really can help me. And I just want to connect with them from my heart. Like this person, I want to build a long relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of tactics. I mean, the tactics come from, the, you know, like some people even don't know how to approach somebody. People don't know how to start a conversation. They don't know how to continue a conversation or end the conversation. Yes. So, you know, I think I, I, I can't go through all of them in great detail, but the general thing is, you know, uh, just start approaching people because if you're at a networking event, the context is that it's networking. So they're not going to say, oh, who are you? Why are you coming up to me? It's a networking event. It's different if you're in an elevator. If you're in an elevator with somebody and there's somebody you want to talk to, there's different tactics for that. But at a networking event, the context of networking. So what you do is you just go up to people. If it's hard for you, find someone to go with. The two of you go up to somebody. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, particularly at a networking event, if you have like very big, important leaders there, when when uh, two or more people approach them, they're more, they, they like that because of it all. Because I think it feeds their ego. But you go up there and you, and you start with gratitude. Hey, I love what you had to say. I love the work you're doing. I love everything you're doing. Here's the three things you're doing that I love, or I just saw your article on LinkedIn, and this is really, I thought it was really awesome. Where'd you get your inspiration for that? And just start that conversation and get it going. Um, and then in the conversation, you know, give them opportunity, ask them questions about what they're, you know, have those prepared questions, ask them about themselves. Hopefully they'll respond with questions about you. And then make sure you have a clear close. Like, listen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for the networking event. Uh, may I connect with you on LinkedIn? May I have your business card? Uh, may I, you know, uh, send you this article that I have? What's the best way to connect with you? Asking those follow-up questions that you can actually close the conversation so that the relationship can go to that next phase, which is going to be an online connection somewhere. That's amazing. And, and then follow-up. And follow-up. <laughs> um, but, but would you think like it would be very strange or weird if we just follow up in the same day, or you think like it's better to give it two to five days and then follow up? Or it doesn't you know matter. No, you know, it depends. I mean, uh, I, I would probably, I probably wouldn't do it that night. Mm-hmm. You know, most, because the thing about, think about the person that you're trying to network with. They went to a, a network event, met tons of people, and now they're going home and they're kind of tired, exhausted, and now they don't want to email that night. Because, uh, you know, everyone's now 24 7 on their emails. So they don't want to get an email that night. I think they probably want to get an email the next day. So I would say within, you know, 24 to 48 hours, send a message, right? Uh, and and that'll, that'll, that'll be noteworthy. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I just want to talk here or talk about one more thing here is that when you go to an event with a mindset like, okay, this event is very important to me. And there are so many leaders, people are coming that, that are making impact in the world. And when you know, like, there are so many possibilities out there if i just connect with this person so many opportunities will come to my life 
if I just talk with the organizer of the event, so many uh, opportunities will come. He can connect me with so many guests on the show. If we already know, like you know me, you know, like if we already know, like there are possibilities out there of the opportunities coming to our life, what is stopping us to reach out to that person? Because I have seen in my in in events like I I went to uh, went to the event with my friends. They are just afraid to talk to someone. They want to talk with someone, but they are afraid. They said, "I don't want to leave a bad impression or something like that." Like they are always excuses. But what are the things stopping us to reach out to person? Well, I mean, we already talked about this, right? So we talked about the fact that mindset stops us, not yeah. lack of tactical strategies, and lack of a plan. I mean, it's people who are afraid to reach out to people. They're like, "Well, I don't." I don't know what to what to do. Well, then you know what? Learn what to do. Yes. Right? If you don't know what to do, learn what to do. Dude. Right. If you want to become a public speaker, learn how to be a better speaker. You want to learn how to network better, learn how to be a better network. There's tons of articles. There's my courses and there's coaches out there that will can help you do that. But but you know, like most people, they just they just sit there and say, Well, I'm, I'm afraid, I don't I don't know what to do. But the solutions out there, there are people out there who can help you figure out what to do. And again, that that's going to help your mindset. It's going to help your mm-hmm. plan. It's going to help with your your results. Yeah, just takes your first step. Uh, I was so you have delivered like five TEDx speech. I have watching watching one of the TEDx talk where you mentioned that like whenever you connect with someone, where whenever you talk with someone, the person before you like always open up, always welcome you with their hearts, like oh, op- with their open arms. And the person, the people around you will always surprise like how Bobby can talk with someone like and how they're talking like a close friends, like they're talking about they yeah. sharing their person's story, life story, love story. Like what is that flair in you? Like I'm asking you, like what you think is that that thing like you got, which others don't have that you can have someone so much open to you? Uh, good, good question. And I, I kind of mentioned on the TED talk, but I would say that uh, number one is my willingness to share vulnerability. Mm. So I'm willing to share my struggles openly with people, even if they're 20 years younger than me, younger than me, uh, it doesn't matter. And I don't know them very well, but I'm willing to share it openly. So I was, yeah, I remember being 25 and struggling with this. And I remember one time I got fired and or one time I, I screwed this up and I failed here. I'm willing to talk about those things. And by doing so, they're like, wow, if you want to talk about this stuff, I'm willing to talk. I mean, Brennan Brown and her research shows us that talk, sharing vulnerability creates deeper, more personal connection. So that's one. And the second thing is just, you know, by doing so, how I talk and, uh, and, and my energy that I have, I can create a really, really comforting, su- comforting, supportive, and trustful environment for people no matter who they are. And, but, and, and then the third thing I do is I ask very uh, pointed questions that get to the heart of the matter. And, uh, but, but I do in a way that doesn't come across as intrusive or offensive. I do in a way where, look, here's my, here's my, here's my struggle. Uh, you're struggling with this too. And, and next thing you know, we're having this really deep, powerful conversation. And so I think, but it really comes down to, for me, uh, the vulnerability piece. Because, you know, if you look at like my social media posts on LinkedIn, Instagram yeah. and, and, and whatnot, I'm willing to talk about my problems. I talk about, you know, my financial problems, I talk about my health problems, I talk about my body image and weight. I talk about mental health. I talk about all these things very openly. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, why would you talk about those things? Well, because I want to let people know that I'm human because when you you're let people perfect. know you're human, 
yeah. then you're more likely to increase the humanity of the connection between you and somebody else. Yeah, but I think the, uh, the reason here is that people don't want to show their vulnerabilities that I think this is a sign of weakness. Many would say maybe that's why they don't want to talk vulnerability. Like, okay, like you said, you are open to share your struggle story with, with strangers or you're open to share your financial problems. Uh, so you think like this is a very important part. Like if you are, if you can show your weakness to the strangers, that can be very helpful, you think? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a weakness. I, what I would say is I would call it honesty, right? yes. transparency, right? Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a weakness to say that I have, uh, I struggle with body image. It's not a weakness to say that I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. It's being honest about, what we go through as humans in our lives and so i mean that's a strength to be able to talk about these things in an open manner and most people you know most people are not able to do that most because they haven't met someone like me and so when they meet people like me who will talk with the stuff and show care and support and empathy and compassion they're more likely to open up too now some people take longer some people have a wall that's built up because you know we're all we're all humans from our experience all of us have pain and damage in our lives we all have things that, you know, we've struggled with. And so some of us have bigger walls than others. And for some, that wall takes longer to, to, to break through. And for others, it's easier. But I think that if you keep having those deeper conversations, then yeah. I think it's going to be better for the world in general. No, I really uh, love it. Like, because I, I couldn't have been more. And so many people, like, in, when you see their Instagram profiles, I think this is very common. Like, they, they want to show their perfect life, right? Like, they want to show that they are perfect or they are living a perfect lifestyle. And I noticed that in a couple of months, like from, for my Instagram account, I wanted to show everything like that was like, I was doing, if I could, if I did something wrong, I shared on the story. Okay. The, I, I messed up. This is it. And I start getting the engagement messages because the people who really care about that, they approach me. If we just, uh, I, before that, like when I, sh- always post my perfect post. I just got likes and things. So I think like this is a really good, you can, because the connections I got from those stories, those posts are very genuine. I think this is really a good uh, option. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind that, the other thing to keep in mind is that, you know, human story, storytelling is fantastic. And human stories are the ones that connect best. But if you look at all the best human stories of life, inspiration certainly is part of it i achieved this i climbed mount everest i went into space i you know did this but usually the best stories are the ones that take them on the hero's journey where things go down and then up so it's like oh here's what i struggled with oh my god uh, i didn't find i came through it there you go if you look at the best stories they do both they show the vulnerable difficult challenges and then they come back to that inspirational part at the end with the lesson learned uh so there's you know there's the conflict the struggle and there's the resolution so that's the, those are the best stories. And so some people just share the end or the inspiration, which is fine. Hey, look at me, I made a million dollars. Good for you. But if you tell the story of how you got there and how you didn't have a million dollars, then I think uh, it's far more resonant with people. So do, so do, love it. So Bobby, I want to talk about one thing here. In, in your, one of your speech, you mentioned, you actually mentioned a particular formula to how to connect with people. And that was, Caring plus communication, you got uh, connections. So we, we know in English terms, okay, what does caring mean? What does communication and connection mean? But I want to step into much deeper into this conversation. Like let's start with the caring. 
uh, I care about someone, I care about my parents, so I call them every day. Maybe I uh, care about some person, so I would do my best to help that person, even if they know or don't know. In what you think, like, what are your thoughts on the caring part of, of this formula? Well, I mean, um, you know, I would say the most important thing about caring is uh, caring about others versus yourself, right? So there's a genuine, authentic caring that comes to empathize with others, to be kind to others, to be compassionate to others, to love and forgive yeah. others. And I think that caring piece is something that for some people it takes a lot of work. Like they need, yeah. like, you know, 20% of the world apparently are, are lacking empathy. So it takes time to hone those skills and figure that stuff out as opposed to caring for just yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going from like narcissism to something that's a little bit more that's better out there. So for me, the whole piece of caring is, you know, is it genuine? Is it authentic? Does it come from the right place? What is the intention behind that caring? Because, you know, there's some people who care because they want to uh, uh, go on Instagram and say, hey, look at me, I'm feeding the, feeding the homeless, I'm cool. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, not, yeah. that's not caring. Yeah. <laughs> that's caring with the intent to serve the self. Caring to serve others, you know, with selflessness. That's where it really helps you know there's people that i've met over the years where um you know i uh, i helped without any sort of expectation of return you know like i remember i was at an event a networking event and i did this whole speech on finding your purpose and leveraging your brand and you know feeling lost some people feel lost and feel unstuck this woman came up to me and she told me and she looked and she looked and i, I was intimidated by her because she was you know very good looking and you know and and younger so i was like you know i, I get intimidated by that but anyway she, uh, she, she looked nervous. She's like, your stuff really moved me. And I'm really, and she's like, I'm really feeling stuck. And I'm like, it's okay. I said, I said it's okay. This is a safe place. Tell me what you're feeling. She's like, well, she told me that she had an abusive relationship and now she and her, her little mm-hmm. son were in a halfway house. And then she just broke down crying, like just bawling. And then next thing you know, uh, I'm giving her a hug for like two minutes try, trying to console her. And I said, it's okay. It's okay. Like, and you know, I was compelled to just help her. And so for the next two, three years, I helped her. So, you know, let me get you, let me get you free passage to this event. Let me, you gotta go to this thing. And I, and I was, I was connected to tons of people over like several, a couple of years. Uh, you know, I got nothing out of it. I, she wasn't a client. I just wanted to help her because I felt so compelled and I was really moved by her story. And now, you know, she's doing great and we're still friends and that's awesome. You're still connected with her now? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're friends. Oh, that's, that's so good. Amazing. So we got the caring part. What about the communication part, Bobby? Like we are talking with now, recording in, uh, the episode, we can say like this is a communication or we talk with someone other, like having a conversation is communication, but what are your perspective of communication to build the connection? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I often talk a lot about thought leadership. And mm-hmm. so yeah. when it comes to thought leadership, there's three things you can do to become a better thought leader. Number one is to build connection. So whether you're building you know, deep connections or broad connections with followers, building relationships and meaningful connections is key. Number two is innovating new ideas, new content, and talking about things that are out there. And number three is communication skills, storytelling, public speaking, writing, all that kind of stuff. And so I think one of the things with communication is, you know, in the TED Talk, I talk about communicating uh, uh, openly, assertively, 
be willing to talk about the things that most people don't want to talk about, which includes vulnerability and authenticity and being courageous. But I think that a lot of us could do well to learn to be better communicators. Now, some of us are, some of us could, could learn to communicate better with compassion and empathy. Some of us could learn to be better storytellers. Mm-hmm. Some of us could learn to be better listeners because that's communication too, active listening, you know, communicating that way. And so uh, I think that those are, those are skills that go a long way to creating that impact that you want. So if you care generally and you communicate very, very well, that's how you create that connection quickly, easy, and more, more deeply. So I think when it comes to communication, you know, think about what are you good at in terms of, like, what are you good at communicating? And what are you not that great at that you need to work on to try to keep building your communication skills, whether it's speaking, writing, storytelling, uh, you name it. Amazing, amazing. How much do you think like the listening part is important in communication? Because I have seen people love to talk about themselves, but how much do you think is that listening is important for them? Well, as I said before in the beginning, I said that, you know, you want to uh, invest in other people and hear their story. So that means what you're doing is you're asking questions to listen to people. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's an important and, and it's, it's a key piece of connection. Like if, if you can't listen, then you can't change anything. If yeah. you can't listen, you can't understand somebody. The, the idea of, you know, connection to bridge understanding with people, empathize with who they are. Uh, have compassion and love for their story and where they come from to, you know, connect on a deeper level with values. And so listening is a big part of that. I mean, empathy, empathy, for example, you can't have, you have to listen to people. Empathy requires you to listen to what they're going through so you can understand how they're feeling. Uh, And if you understand their feeling, then you create deeper connection. So, you know, empathy and listening go hand in hand. Uh, And then uh, once you've listened, you can have compassion to take action. So it is. And like, thank you so much for sharing that. Now we got like the caring part, the communication part. You join this together, you get the memorable connections. I love it. Love it. Uh, the last thing I just want to talk here, like I mentioned like in the email, most of my audience is young students who recently graduated or maybe are going to graduate or the students who are still coming to Canada want to do study and want to build a successful life here. Yeah. Uh, because I recently graduated myself in 2019, so I can relate with the stories, how, how they are thinking. And we know that here in Canada, we don't have any family connections. We have to build connections so that we can get a good career life here. What would you be, uh, your advice would those students to be that though these are young minds alone in Canada, how they should start thinking about their career and how should they even think about networking because this is a nerve, like, believe me, this is very nerve wracking thing. If you're young, you are alone, you really always feel scared to talk with strangers. Sure. Um, well, the number one thing I would say is that uh, invest in your personal brand. So what that means is really dive deep in understanding your values, your interests, your skills, uh, do some emotional intelligence, self-awareness, understand who you are, what, what makes you great, do some surveys, find out what people think about you, your friends, colleagues, whatnot. And when you understand your, your personal brand, you'll better understand your objective and your target. You'll better understand, you'll have more clarity, more focus, more drive in terms of the direction of what you're trying to do. So that's why personal branding is so powerful. 
a lot of people think personal branding is just about, you know, standing out and being noticed, but actually it's also about clarity and focus. So you kind of know exactly what you're trying to do. Got it. And then once you have that, then I would start working on a thought leadership branding project, which again, would break down three areas. Connection, start making connections. So talk to people, go to events, do it online, comment on people's posts, start engaging people is one. Number two, the content one. That's one, that's one that a lot of people, young people don't do. But if you look at some of the best young people out there who are making a huge impact, they create content. Like you're doing YouTube. Yeah, other people, this is great. That's create, that's standing out. Talk about the things you're passionate about. Talk about the things you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's someone out there who does, uh, he reviews every smartphone, gives his take on the smartphone functionality and how good it is. And he's got like 8 million subscribers on, on YouTube. He's like 24 years old. Now, yeah. is he a thought leader? Absolutely. He's, he's only 24 and he's a thought leader because he's talking about stuff. So putting content on LinkedIn, putting content on Instagram and, and engaging people, that, that is huge for building a network, demonstrating your expertise mm-hmm. for the job that you want. That's allowing your brand. And then finally, the third thing is, again, work on your storytelling. So continue to write more, continue to do more videos, continue to do more storytelling stories across different platforms. If you do all three of those things, then you're going to start building opportunities maximizing opportunities for you to build the career that you want doesn't matter what age you are you could be 12 you could be 20 you could be 35 or even 80 and you can build a thought leadership brand so that when you have a brand that's clear and focused so people kind of you know know who you are you go to the thought leadership brand where people want to follow you and be be part of your connections that's so amazing i never thought about that okay like so this is a very good opportunity for listeners if you want to do networking, building a content is a very good way to go. Like you can show your expertise or even not expertise. So sometimes we are not that much experienced, but you can show your interest. Okay, this is the area you are interested in. And this is the area you really want to go in future. And that way you step into that same audience, which are the interested in the same area. Like, I, I love that. I love that. And Bobby... Thank you so much. The last question I just want to talk here is the, and this question is not related to networking. It's related to yourself. Like what is the number one thing you really care about today? What is the number one thing I care about today? I mean, wow. There's so many different questions. That's the things I care about. Um, I think the number one thing I care about is my children and uh, creating a world that uh, they can thrive in, be supported, be loved, be productive, feel like they're making an impact, feel connected. And so, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge um, advocate for equality and helping support marginalized groups and vulnerable groups. I'm a huge advocate for diversity and inclusion. I'm a huge advocate for people finding fulfillment and happiness in their lives. And so if I can help my kids be able to do that by creating a world that allows for that and champions that, then I think um, my my work and legacy and story will be complete. So amazing. And David, like you can also leave a impression of father figure in front of your kids. Like that's so beautiful. Again, thank you so much, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so much thank you in fact, my t- my t- in fact my t-shirt says uh, uh says it's a proud papa bear 
But uh, you can also follow my LinkedIn uh, company page or my profile. Uh, and my websites are um, rayallen.com for speaking and training and uh, dypb.ca, which stands for Discover Your Personal Brand, which is for personal branding and thought leadership building. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much again, Bobby, for coming to the channel. Like, I really genuinely love the conversation we could have today. My pleasure. Happy to help support you. Keep up the good work. Thank you.